Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results and manifesting your dreams in this reality. Hopping on the show today, we have an amazing person that I was fortunate enough to meet through level two of the Enlifted Coaching Program, which we are both currently enrolled in. He is a world-class coach, a father to two amazing children, and the creator of the Evolve Holistic Coaching Program, which seeks to help parents heal their trauma and change their self-limiting beliefs so that they can parent gently, respectfully, and consciously. Exactly what the world needs now more than ever, if you ask me. Please help me in giving a very warm welcome to my man, Sean Bastock. What's up, Sean? What's up, Ryan, man? Thank you for that intro. That was cool, buddy. Absolutely, man. No problem. The intros are actually like my favorite part. Um, you know, when I first started doing this, I'm a huge like podcast junkie. And my girlfriend and I, we really like impact theory a lot with Tom Bilyeu. And he's like the 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 goat at making intros. Um, so I knew I had a little bit to live up to, you know, telling everyone I'm an impact theory guy. And then, you know, having a bad intro would just not be that cool <laughs> so i thought we could start off with giving the listeners some background info on your journey and how you got to where you are today sweet buddy well um i grew up playing a lot of sports a lot of different types of sports and one one moment really stands out when i was about 13 or 14 my auntie and uncle gave me these old rusted dumbbells and this rusted old barbell and they're like do you want these weights and I was like yeah I guess I, I don't know anyone that lifts weights so I, I don't really know what to do with them but yeah for some reason in that moment I, I remember feeling this just instant connection with this and it was like oh, okay this is something I want to do this is something that I've the first thing that I've found that I want to just go all in on and then for the next I think I was around about 14, man, just for the next 10, 15 years was just like training every day. And I remember being in my backyard, just doing like a hundred bicep curls, a hundred pushups, a hundred sit-ups and running around my local town, um, you know, at 6am before school when it was dark. And I was just like, I was that kid. And what, what I experienced from that was not only the the physical improvements of my body getting stronger and fitter and healthier maybe more importantly was the mindset that that developed okay i've you know i couldn't bench press this you know a month ago and now i can what else can i do in life and it gave me that growth mindset that you know showing up every day that being committed that focus and and following a passion that i liked where i didn't know anyone else that was that was lifting weights or that was training like this, but it just felt right to me. And listening to that voice was something that um, I then moved into in another different places in my, in my life as, um, you know, I went through that journey, going through CrossFit and bodybuilding, powerlifting and all these different types of training. And then, you know, it came into nutrition, you know, going down that avenue and then down the, um, the mindset. And then it really became like a holistic lifestyle, a, a way of living and, that was a moment that really stood out for me. Um, and then I've, I've gone on my own journey of um, recently going through some, some trials and tribulations. You know, I, my, um, my relationship with my wife transitioned about 10 months ago and going through um, these challenges in life where I really 
understood is that the tools and techniques that I've, I, I, I learned and applied in my day-to-day life, you know, in terms of meditation, um, journaling, all these type of things, they, they're really good tools for staying in the alignment and the frequency that I want to be in in a day-to-day. And then also when life, these bigger challenges happen, the same thing, these tools are there ready to use. So yeah, man. Um, and now over the last sort of probably three years, um, I've been coaching, started off in, in fitness training uh, and moved into like holistic lifestyle coaching. And and more recently, it's it's this story work that we're doing within Lifted, the power of language and stories, um, healing traumas. Um, so I'm really focusing now my attention on two, um, two demographics that we're both doing the same work. And one is um, parents, um, as, of course, being a parent um, of two boys myself and going through that journey um, and, and really noticing what would come up for me as a parent, um, these you know, unconscious patterns that I had and going into them myself over the last four years. And then um, with the youth and really helping them to be, um, be their eyes and ears for them, having that support for them to help them initiate into healthy, conscious adults. Um, man, I just, yeah, that's been part of my journey. We can dive into a little bit more, but it really began just following my bliss. And, and that's um, what I continue to do today. That's awesome, man. And, you know, you brought up a lot of good points. And I shared that same original love for weightlifting that you did. And I remember, very similar to you, my brother and his wife at the time, they gifted me two 25 pound dumbbells for like when I was 14 uh, for that Christmas. And I remember same type of thing. I had no idea what I was doing. No one else weightlifted. I had no idea like what I would do first, whatever. But when I got into that, it was the first time that, you know, I experienced that growth mindset that you talked about. And I think that's so important to encompass in every aspect of life, you know, because like you said, it leads over into other areas of our life as we grow older, as we have more experiences. So every good journey has inspiration. So who and what have been some of your biggest inspirations thus far? So diving into that fitness space again, and um, as we were just mentioning, Ryan, that that feeling i had that feeling for a few years like you know i i i didn't have anyone in my physical space that i could ch- chat to about training like i didn't know anyone else was training but i just had this passion for years and then um you know with my brother my brother started training he really started diving into crossfit and i remember i was um over at his place and he was just like man um i've just i just heard this podcast and i think you'll love it it's called barbell shrugged i'm like oh I don't know what a podcast is. And he's like, yeah, there's these three guys and one of them's like a weightlifter and a crossfitter. One of them's like MMA, one of them's like a powerlifter and they just talk. I'm like, hmm, okay, I'll check it out. And and that was probably, that was early Barbell Shrug Day. So I think I listened to episode three or four mm-hmm. and um, that was it, man. That was just like, oh, there's other people in the world who in, are interested in this, in the same things as me. And, um, you know, think the same way I do, care about the same things I do, have the same mindset that I do that want to get better. And that was really, that was really a powerful moment for me because previously the last, the few years leading up to that, I hadn't had that. And um, that really opened up a can of worms for me as I listened to Barbell Shrugged and 
and then followed, um, you know, that led to other podcasts like Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan. And then all these worlds opened up. And just as we were sharing before we got on here, it was like how much fulfillment and joy um, I get now from online communities and people and, and then meeting them in real life. It, it's, it all stemmed from from that moment and really and knowing that I wasn't alone, knowing that there was people like me out there was, was huge for me. Yeah. And I also agree with you that really podcasts were the first thing that really allowed me to break out of the matrix, so to speak. And we were talking, you know, about impact theory and Aubrey Marcus and Tim Ferriss. I, he's one of my favorites too. And it's just so funny how, like I keep saying to everyone, like, thank God this pandemic happened in 2020 and not 1992 <laughs> because <laughs> it would have been much more boring, you know? I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, this whole pandemic thing has been really, really exciting in a way because it's given me a lot more time to be quiet and it's giving a lot of people time to quiet their minds and really be still. And <clears throat> I agree that, you know, it's so important to not feel alone in anything you do, but especially when it comes to things that are giving you, you know, a reward in life, you know, things that are giving you a inspiration, things that are giving you a passion, um, things that you're generally interested in, you know. And, you know, while looking into your background a bit, I noticed you seem to really enjoy helping others, which is how you got into coaching, I'm sure. Um, so, you know, your work with the Academy, could you elaborate on what the Academy is and the impact it's had on you? Because it seemed like you're very passionate about it. And you talked about the youth before, and I really want to dive deep into that. Yeah, so like with both, both shared already, Ryan, um, you know, in, in my journey and your journey, um, there was this this pivotal moment or moments where we, you know, had that physical training um, and that was true for me or had that physical training. And, you know, for me, it was, I was doing it by myself. I, I really feel like I, you know, I spent, you know, in a, a really tiny box of a, of a spare bedroom. I had enough room for um, a bench press and the, the barbell and I had like, <laughs> an inch or two just to be able to slide the plates on where, before where the wall was and then enough my dumbbells to the side and then I had enough room for my guitar and an amp and a speaker and for a few years man it was it was you know I had a lot of friends but I really loved just going home and training them for a few years it was you know go into my room put on some rap or some hard rock music and and just and just train and in between the sets I'd, I'd play my guitar and I'd sing or and whatever and, and that was and that was really what what feels to me like it helped me initiate into an adult like that process of showing up every day and and doing that and going through that that process that journey um really helped me to yeah become an adult and you know as i i connected with nick like i've had some really interesting moments in my life where i've seen someone and i've just know i just knew instantly that that they were going to be in my life. Um, that was true for my wife. And this was true for Nick, who's the owner of the youth Academy. And I saw him in a, a gym one day about five, five or six years ago. And, um, maybe five, four or five years ago anyway. And, um, he was training kids and I, and I was doing my thing like there. And I was just like, I instantly saw what he was doing and I knew something was special. And I just had this instant shock of like, that guy's going to have a big impact on your life. You're going to work with that guy one day. And I'm like, oh, 
forgot about it and then i remember he i was wearing a barbell shrug shirt that said window of gains and it's a picture of a window with like <laughs> muscle flexing and this is like sweet shirt man yeah I'm like yeah man i'm like you know about it and um and then like two years a year or two later i um i was actually following uh, mike bledsoe on instagram and he had a video of being interviewed and it was on nick's podcast i'm like oh there's that dude from the gym and i reached out to instagram i'm like hey man I'm, I'm starting to get into fitness training um you know could we connect and it's just like yeah so i came in and we instantly just we instantly just knew um that was like three years ago we instantly like just knew straight away and we both have a similar story where um you know, going through his was, um, and he might share this when he comes on the podcast, um, around, you know, um, weight and, and that type of thing, body image. And, um, and from there, man, what we're, what we're building is, is a holistic youth develop, youth development. You know, we have, we have a gym, we have a HQ, we're online and we really help, um, young adults initiate, uh, sorry, young children, uh, initiate into healthy conscious adults and we do that with the physical training as we said showing up with the effort the passion and the hard work and all that kind of thing that, that builds that mental toughness but also directly through one-to-one conversations and on, on um, online programming online mentoring where we sit down with these kids and what we notice is most of them if not you know the vast majority of them don't have someone they can go to to talk about things. You know, they have their parents and they might tell their parents things or they might not, but their parents don't have the, you know, the, the tools and that to be able to help them. And um, they don't really talk to their teachers. They don't like school that, you know, their sports coaches you know, aren't really that for them. So they're really missing a mentor and, and someone to be able to sit with them and hold space for them and really hear them and really see them. So um, that's what we offer. And then, you know, we do story work with them and we, we work them through that process. And man, we just started group one um, of our, our new story work, youth story work program. And dude, I was, I was hosting the, the first call last week and our second one's tonight. And man, like I was just at the end, I was just so f- like, I just was having tears of joy. It was really, really special. And we're getting messages from parents every day saying like, this is, you know, this is changing my kid's life. This is so powerful. He's different at school. He's different around us. He's different around his friends, everything, man. It, it really, really feels like something special. Just being able to, to guide and support these, these kids into becoming conscious adults. You know, it, it's so true what you just said about when you find people that you know are going to be in your life and are going to have a big impact in your life, you just have this innate feeling. And that's the exact way that Mark England came into my life. You know, he who runs Unlifted for those listening. And, you know, he, I had first heard him on a podcast called Positive Head. And when I first heard him talk about vocabulary, I immediately knew, I'm like, there's something there. And then years later, I, you know, found my voice a little bit and I was trying to break out of my comfort zone and I was writing a lot of posts on Facebook and I tagged him in one because someone had asked about language and, you know, things like that and never thought I'd get a message from him. He messaged me like an hour later and was like, dude, you need to join this coaching program. Uh, You know, you're going to be a great coach. Let's do it. And I took the risk and, you know, I was just telling him yesterday, I said, thank you for seeing something in me that I didn't see in me, you know. And I think that's so powerful. And especially with the youth, man, like I can feel the passion in your voice when you talk about it. And it's, it's so inspiring to me. And it's so true that there are so many youth that don't have an outlet 
to talk about how they really feel, and they don't know how to talk about how they really feel. Because, you know, school doesn't teach us that. I mean, when you really think about it, you know, we have this insane amount of information coming into us every day. And we're never taught how to process it in school. We're never taught how to control our breath. We're never taught about how to, you know, journal, how to meditate, anything like that. So I think what you're doing with the academy is not only necessary, but it's extremely just inspiring to me. And, you know, I know it will be to everyone listening too. So when did you know that you first wanted to be a coach? Was there like one distinct catalyst event or did it, or did you transition to that role like over time? I know we talked a little bit about this, but just in general. So I've always had a real interest in, in helping people. Like I'm, I'm really empathetic. Um, I've really had a strong intuition and really loved to connect with people on a deeper level. Like, um, you know, at a party, I'd, I'd be like, I don't, I'm not interested in speaking to everyone here. Just say hello. I really want to see someone if they're interested. Let's have you know a deep conversation here. And as I was going through that that fitness journey, and um, I remember in the end of year ten, um, I I knew I wanted to be in the the fitness space. And um, the only um, name for a, a job was like a personal trainer, you know, working out with someone. And I was like, Oh, I want to leave and be a personal trainer. My dad convinced me to stay on. And, and then, um, I ended up getting into that space through the youth Academy. And I, what I saw other people doing, um, fitness coaches was, was great. And I also knew that I wanted to be doing something more holistic. Like I saw people training. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But like, where are these deep conversations? Where's the holistic approach? And then um, there was three people in one day told me the name Paul Check, And I'm like, okay. And I was explaining to him, I had no idea what I was like. I want to take like a holistic approach where I'm not just doing training. I want to do other things, but not just doing nutrition. And then, um, yeah, they told me Paul Check. I'm like, okay. And then I just dove into his YouTube videos. <laughs> and um, He's a wealth of info, uh, man so much good stuff free content on there and then um yeah. yeah and i'm like oh this is it this is the thing that i've been searching for this is it yeah. and then um i remember i used to work um i left my nine to five job about 18 months ago and i was like a laborer and like a landscaper and i was walking to my truck one day and um i had this i had paul's voice in my head talking saying this quote and it was like do what you love to do and the universe will support you and I was about to put my keys in the truck, man. And I'm just like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm done. And I just put my, the truck keys back in my pocket. And I just walked out and, um, and never went back, man. And it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride. I didn't have no savings, no plan of what I was going to do. I just trusted. I knew, I knew in my heart that it would come to fruition and, and it has, man. It's been a it's been a beautiful journey. But now I, I get to lo I get to live the life that I beyond my dreams, man. Every <laughs> single day I get to do only that which which I love to do is what we're talking about here, man. And I, I feel really blessed. And um, you know, it's it's it was the right decision for me. I, I know for many people they have a burning desire, and it can be it can be um, there can be some fear there to to step out into to what it is that you want to do. And, um, for me, man, there was, there's no, there's no other way. Um, it's just, 
just go for it. I'm just yeah. going for it. And um, that's what I did. Yeah, dude. Wow. We have a lot more in common than I thought too. And I already thought we had a lot in common, but Paul check was 110% my catalyst into all of this as well. And actually HLC one was the first uh, coaching program I took past in this past October. And I was working in the cannabis industry at this time. And uh, up until February of this year, right when the pandemic happened. And, you know, I got into cannabis because I really wanted to help people. But what had basically happened, long story short, over four years is that, you know, just an industry that I thought was really about helping people turned out to just be pretty much like you were selling air conditioners. You know, that's what these people actually think of it as. They want to cut the bottom line. They want to put, you know, really just poor quality medicine into sick patients' hands. And I couldn't deal with that anymore. It was really just giving me a dark night of the soul, if you will. And, you know... During my time at the dispensary, long story short, I uh, I was listening to Paul Shack about three years ago, and a lot of it went over my head, to be honest, and uh, you know a lot of spirituality stuff. And uh, about a year later, I had an intuitive thought: Hey, I should go back and check out Paul Check again. And that day, uh, it was a busy day. I get this guy on the register, and he's you know smiling and he's talking about you know spirituality and holistic health and everything and i'm like hey you know um where did you where did you find out about that kind of stuff and he's like oh have you ever heard of the czech institute and it was just like i mean you know not a lot of people know about paul czech so he tells me all about hlc1 and him and i actually are great friends now and he was the first person on this podcast and he hosts an awesome monthly men's event called ice and iron where you know it's basically just it's really a little bit of what I'm doing too with being a men's mindset coach is I feel like men specifically don't have a lot of outlets because we're told to be tough, hard. We're not, you know, shown how to be emotional. We're not learn. We're not shown how to deal with our feelings and things like that. So I want to give men a safe space to be able to just be vulnerable and be better brothers, husbands, you know, fathers, friends, etc. Um, so that's very interesting that, you know, Paul Check was kind of your catalyst in all this too. And I saw that you were in HLC too, which um, we'll definitely have to talk about uh, more uh, in depth because I'm planning on taking that this year, but pandemic, you know, considering. But um, so part of each of our lives inevitably includes dark nights of the soul, like I just mentioned, in which our lives are turned upside down seemingly overnight. Could you speak to some of these moments in your own life, how you got through them and how they have shaped you into the person you are today? I know you talked about, you know, your relationship transitioning 10 months ago. Maybe we could talk about that and just some of the other, you know, trials and tribulations you've gone through. Yeah, man. So, you know, the the the, the weeks and the, the months after me just going all out and it, if um, out of my job, like no income and stuff like that, that... I had so much energy and like I got so much stuff done and um, of course there was there was moments there that um, that were challenging you know with two kids and not having that that constant income coming in and and tr- really working out trying to be in alignment with what I wanted to do and also you know um, have the the money for my family so and then um, you know yeah the the big one recently would be my, the transition of my marriage. And, you know, that was, that was really tough, man. Um, I, I, um, I, hmm. I began, I became aware that, um, my wife was beginning, was, was becoming really friendly with, um, 
a guy that I work with. And I was just observing this and I'm just like, this is interesting because mm -hmm. I'm just paying attention. And, um, you know, that I, I was just aware of that for a few weeks. And um, it came to a point where I, I, we were at a retreat. There was like 50 people at a retreat and I saw them together and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, they, this is, like this, I'm feeling this, this is something yeah. that's bringing up feelings for me. And, 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 and I was, was waiting for, for either of them to approach me first. And, um, and then that day my wife has said to me, she's like, yeah, I have feelings for this guy. Um, I don't know what to do. Um, and, and man, those, that day and the, the days following that was tremendously hard for me. It was the most painful um, thing I've ever been through in my life. There was hours I spent, um, you know, releasing emotion there, just crying and howling and sobbing and you know, not sleeping. And, and then, and, um, and then less than a week after she, she made the decision to, to end our marriage and start the relationship with this other guy. And, and I just went into shock. Like I left my boys in the house. I kissed them. I said, I love you guys walked out and I tried to drive to my friend's house and I just was hit with shock and I like, couldn't drive. Like it was shock was a really interesting feeling. It is. And, um, it is. Yeah, I was like observing him like this is really interesting yeah. as I was in it and um and and yeah man after that the the period after that it was was filled with it still is um thankfully I I had the tools as we started at the start here I had the tools already to be able to um navigate this situation and um you know to be honest I'm very proud of how I've navigated it you know me and me and Katie are, are actually in a better relationship now than what we were previously. Like I have more love and appreciation for it now than when we were together because, you know, there was some things that I, um, you know, sort of blinded by love type of thing and, you know, not being honest with myself. And although it's something that I didn't, I didn't want initially, um, I, I see now that it's the best thing for everyone. And we're both, we're both really happy. We're both really happy. And I, I think, um, three things really helped me through the, the, that that time. Um, number one was feeling my feelings. Um, I previously, you know, I'm 30 and for 28 and a half years, I wouldn't allow myself to feel feelings. Um, I did some work with Mike Bledsoe and then I went to training camp for the soul and, and that really taught me how to feel my feelings and honor my feelings and feel into my body and, and listen to that and allow that emotion to, to move through me. Like that was huge. And, um, like I've spoken with people and they're like, you've got to where people will take months and years to get to in a matter of weeks because I had that. And if I hadn't gone to training camp for the soul previously, I, I would very much be struggling still right now. Um, but I, I, I moved through 80, 90% of the emotion in the first few days, weeks after that. So that was super helpful. Um, the second thing was journaling and, and really getting out what was in my mind and, you know, allowing the anger to come out. Like if I was angry, I'd write, you know, a really hate filled letter and then I'd burn it or rip it up. And I just, you know, my journal was my best friend for some time there. And, and the third thing was support networks. Like we've mentioned a few times already, like-minded people and, and mentors i've been blessed to have so many beautiful relationships with people um online and you know and some mentors and and really having those those people who who i know love me who i trust who i respect um and i respect their words 
and being able to reach out for them and 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 being okay with reaching out also previously wouldn't have been able to do is to to reach out and say hey you know I need to talk. Or I want to talk. Like this is coming up. Here's a question. So, those three things um, were super powerful, if not essential, to be able to to navigate that situation. And the things that I do almost every day now, yeah. it's the same same things. You know, I if if I, if I notice a feeling and, and, and an emotion in my body, I'll allow myself to feel it. I journal every day. I have you know, beautiful connections with people every day. It's, it's, um, both preventative and things to help when, when stuff does, does come up. Yeah. And you know, it's awesome that you talked about being able to process those feelings and TCS as well. Um, I'm actually planning on doing that later this year as well. And, you know, I've heard that that program is just so impactful for really just allowing you to process those feelings. And when you're able to process those feelings, you're able to learn the lesson or to find the lesson that life is trying to teach you. And, you know, I firmly believe myself that life only throws at you what it knows you can handle, what it knows you can handle. And that's a perfect example of that. And you mentioned, you know, inner work such as meditation previously and now journaling. Um, What other types of inner work do you do on like a daily basis? Or, you know, what other types have you tried before? Um, what's your relationship overall with it other than, you know, journaling and the things you've already spoken about? My relationship overall with it is it works if you work it. And what I mean by that is I've had periods where I don't do those things and I the results of that happen. Like I start to, you know, I go a few days without meditating or journaling. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't really feel right. Um, so they're the staples. Um, you know, I've been meditating for probably six or seven years, most days. Um, and, and now twice a day. And that's, that's a staple with me. And that, that in my experience, there's, there's many different types of meditation, but also there's, there's, there's levels to that. You know, it started off for me for just mindfulness and for 10 minutes, just noticing my breath and noticing sounds and noticing my body. And, and now there's, there's depths to that. So, um, I allow myself to go into the depths of that sometimes and, you know, whereby I'll go into a meditation and, um, you know, I'll, I'll begin feeling into my body and I'll feel the emotions and, and then I'll be having a conversation with my inner child or these different parts of me. So it's really led where I'm at right now with it is, and in my life is becoming aware of these different aspects of my life. And, and the inner work for me now is if you were going to, call it shadow work or anything like that it's it's becoming aware of and having a dialogue with whether it's in my journal whether it's through meditation whether it's just in my mind of these different parts of me the the inner child or the protectors of the inner child and really honoring them and listening to them and this is where i'm feeling i'm experiencing a lot of benefit from doing that like you mentioned before creating that that alone time and um I was when when COVID hit. I spent I spent two months in a caravan by myself, mm. just surrounded by horses, and um, I chose to do that to really go into the depths of myself. And a lot of a lot of beautiful stuff came up. Mm-hmm. And you know, I spent maybe two, three, four hours a day, you know, doing the shadow work on myself through my journal and meditation. And um, and this is 
paying huge dividends. Like, um, I'm really feeling a harmony within myself as I become aware of the different parts of my psyche and, and I, and I listen to them and I, and I show them love and I, I hear what it is they're trying to tell me. I really feel harmony and balance within my being. And, um, there's, there was a few moments and, and one moment in particular is I, I had a shower and I had some work planned to do for that day. And, and I was having this, I was having this shower and I was at the caravan and I just felt this emotion in my body and I'm like, and the voice is like, no, you've got to get stuff done. Don't go into it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to honor this man. And, um, and I spent an hour in the shower crying and then listening to this inner child. And then I came out of that and I, for the first time in my life, I felt complete harmony and balance within me, within my being. I felt one within my being. And what I experienced in that moment was I instantly felt one with everything outside of me as well. And I just walked around that day in complete oneness. And it was a, a beautiful feeling because it, for me, I thought of, I need to get somewhere. Like I need to read this book and do this course and then I'll be the man that I want to be. Mm-hmm. And what I experienced, one of those things that I experienced in that moment was like, oh, I'm already that. I'm already <laughs> everything. I'm already one. I'm already the guy that I want to yeah. be. And I just felt, um, yeah, complete oneness with myself and, and everything around me. So to answer your question, that's what I'm doing now is having the dialogue with these different parts of me, becoming aware of them and honoring them. And there's, there's some dark, what we would say, it's just, you know, don't have, doesn't have the light yet, but there's some parts of me. I think I may imagine this is true for everyone. We all have these different parts. Like I believe maybe the whole universe, all these different archetypes are within us and yeah. we have the potential to be all of them. So yeah. I have the potential to be someone that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. And instead of turning my back to that, I'm, I'm, I'm turning, forward into i'm leaning into it i'm I'm hearing this version of me i'm hearing this part um because it's there to tell me something and and in my experience when i do that and i and i give them love and i create oneness and harmony with these different parts it's it's instantly reflected outside so that's my process at the moment it's it's meditating it's journaling on these and then having a dialogue with myself and i realized there's so much there's so much um inner work to be done and that used to get me down and now it's just like, cool, bit by bit. And it's, yeah. and I love it. I love becoming more aware of myself, like enlightening myself. Um, so that's what it looks like now, man. And I'm really enjoying the journey, brother. I am. Oh yeah, man. Enjoying the journey is the most important thing. And, you know, it's interesting because I share a lot of the same type of situations that you went through where, you know, when my father passed away, he, you know, him and I were very close. And so after that, I kind of just went into go, go, go mode. And I just ran until the wheels fell off. Basically, I was, you know, training way too much, I was doing way too much. And I wasn't listening, I wasn't meditating at that point, I wasn't doing anything that I am now just completely aware of. I wasn't listening to my inner dialogue, I wasn't giving my inner child any room to breathe. And you know, it was, again, like we were talking about with lessons, it was a lesson the universe was teaching me, you know, and now I realize that that was because I needed to be able to go teach people and, you know, allow people to remember how important it is to allow yourself to be human, you know, because we are humans, you know, we are human beings, not human doings. And I say that all the time. It's like one of my mantras that I say to myself, because 
like you said, you know, there's always that voice that's like, hey, you got to go do these 10 things. And I especially liked what you said about the if this, then that mentality that I fall into. And I think it's a lot of like it's an entrepreneur type mentality where it's like, okay, I got to go do these five courses and then I'll be able to be a coach or then I'll be able to, you know, fill in the blank. And it's so important to remember that we are whole right now. And I was just having this conversation with a client uh, right before I came here where when we're born, right, like the first couple of years of our life, we, we remember that. We know we're whole. And then we're kind of societally programmed and, you know, like our parents do their best, but they have their own stuff they're dealing with because they're just people too. And then we have friends and they put their stuff on us. And eventually we end up kind of being boxed in the way. And then at a certain point, like some of us, hopefully all of us, have that like, you know, uh, aha moment or that catalyst that allows us, like you were saying, to kind of start listening to our inner self once again. And then we start realizing that the rest of life is just a journey back to what we were when we came into this world. (laughs) And I think that's like the funniest trick the universe plays on us is that we're perfect already. And we do all of this stuff to try to make ourselves feel worthy of love. When in reality, we're always worthy of love. But the love we need most is the love from ourself. And it, you know, it can't be bought, it can't be taught, it has to just be remembered from within, you know, and so one of the things I saw when I was looking into you, which I'm super excited to talk about, um, speaking about inner work, and I have my own kind of stories about what this has done for me, is ecstatic dance. I saw that you were doing some workshops on ecstatic dance, and it's something that, you know, to give a little background on what I've dealt with, like my kind of anxiety and my frustration with not listening to myself at certain points in my life has manifested as like neck tension, which goes like all up into the front of my neck. And you were speaking about before how when you don't meditate for even like a day or two, you start feeling just not right. I always know because I get tight right in my throat, right? And I know it's always, like I've journaled on this too, so I've kept a consistent routine of like when this happens. It's always when I'm just lacking a little bit of inner work. And I'm lacking on inner work because I'm like, oh, I need to go get these things done. But I, you know, keeping that importance level is always there. So one of the things that you know, really helps me calm down is going to concerts, right? And so when quarantine happened, I haven't been able to go to any concerts. And I've really missed that feeling of just being able to dance and let loose. So ecstatic dance has been something I've found that has really allowed me to, you know, express those emotions and push through those feelings in a healthy way. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how ecstatic dance has impacted your life and how you found it and what your plans are with it in the future. So... I came across it, I think, with Aubrey Marcus a few years ago when he started talking about it. And um, and then, you know, we did some stuff at um, TCS and, mm-hmm. and, um, and what I really, you know, with through TCS and I, I really found that I was holding a lot in, a lot of self-expression. Like I used to think that, I didn't have much to say and I was an easygoing guy and a lot of people, my parents would, you know, buy into that story and sort of reaffirm that, you know, Sean doesn't have much to say. He's just an easygoing guy. He doesn't care about much. You know? And what I found was that I just got really good at holding stuff in. I got really good at suppressing emotions and, and suppressing my opinions. And with the ecstatic dance and, and a, a number of other tools that I use for this now, it's, it's self-expression. It's, 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 it's being my authentic self and, and, breaking down the barriers of of that I've created for myself or that society begins to create and then I and then I play into it. it's the you know don't move your hips like that don't do that you can't <laughs> do that like what's that yeah. and um I'm just you know through ecstatic dance <clears throat> I'm breaking that down I'm I'm um 
I'm practicing and I'm allowing myself to to be myself and just allow myself to express myself in any way um, that I choose. And it's fun as hell, man. It's, <laughs> it's a good, it's, it's good, it's good play and plays an important thing for me. It's another thing that, you know, as I went on my personal development journey, like five or six years ago, it's just like, you know, you know, get to it, personal development, you know, it's serious. Things and, um, be serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I swung that far and I, and then, you know, where I'm really fine is balance of balance of being able to, to switch on and, and do the deep work when it's time to, and then, and then be able to switch off and play and just, <clears throat> whether that's for me riding a skateboard or dancing, singing, um, whatever it is, it's just like play. And so, yeah, with the ecstatic dance, it's very much that. And, um, you know, I feel where I'm, where I'm moving with it is just like all that I do in my life is that I, I go through experience and I experience things and I try out things and then I, I pass, pass things down to other people that I think, um, that have helped me and that I think will help them. So I, I'm really in a place now where I, I want to create experiences for people. You know, this is true for the youth, going back to the youth. And what we're moving towards with that program online is um, having retreats and, and really initiations in the wild with boys that we really lack that from a tribal sense. Um, you know, we, in many tribal indigenous places, they, they have an initiation process. You know, you're a boy now, you go through this thing, you come back, you're a man. And, and I believe that we, that we miss that. Um, we don't have that step of like boy to man, that initiation. What I said that I, I sort of went through myself through physical training, but didn't get a lot of that aspects of being around elders and, and really having a, an intentional uh, initiation. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really seeing the valuable, the value of experiences where I used to, you know, read the book and listen to the podcast and yeah, yeah I know that. Yeah, I know that. You yeah, know, I know that same as like Brazilian jujitsu. Like I've heard many people talk about, you know, jujitsu and martial arts and the benefit. I'm like, yeah, you know, I know the benefits of it, <laughs> but I, but I never did yeah. it. I still didn't do it. So, and now the experiential, the embodiment of it, the embodied experience of the thing is the thing. And I'm, and I believe that more and more. So I'm really putting myself into experiencing something and, and helping others do the, the same, like experiencing something. So you, you have the embodied feeling, you feel what it feels like to dance and to have that voice saying, don't move your hips like that. All those people are looking at you or, you know, whatever and doing it and breaking through that. And then, yeah. How does that feel in your body yeah. when that happens? How does it feel in your body when, you know, you go for a few months in jujitsu and you're just getting tapped out again and again and again? Like, what is your ego saying? What's coming up for you then? What is all the awesome stuff that's coming up for you in that moment? Yeah. So, yeah, man, the experience, the, the embodied experiential part of it is, I think, huge. Yeah, and, you know, it's so funny. I, I know you listen to Paul Check now. If you didn't tell me already, now I know because he's always talking about that same thing, which is, you know, there are no rites of passage anymore. And even the wise elders, you know, they're not really that wise anymore, unfortunately. You know, and we miss out on a lot of that, especially as men. And I wholeheartedly agree that the most important and most impactful gift you can give someone is an experience, you know. And that's why I've always loved music festivals myself because it's just such an experience, you know. And again, it's comes from that craving of wanting more out of life than just the nine to five, which is, I think I speak for both of us, you know, when I say why 
why and how we found entrepreneurship and coaching because you know i always say my biggest my my end goal if you could scale it all back is just freedom you know it's freedom to do what i want when i want with who i want and that's because you know that's that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to be adventurers you know i was just uh making plans with my girlfriend actually we're doing a colorado to montana um to oregon all the way down to san diego to see wp and then over to sedona uh we're gonna do that in september because i'm like hey you know like we both have our own businesses now we work from zoom like why don't we do that and she was talking to me this morning about how she she really just thought about it all night because she was you know she was coming up with reasons like oh well what if i can't do this or what if this happens and she you know we talked today and she was like you're so right like she's like you know why don't we just go experience things? Like, what are we worried about? You know? And I was like, that's, you know, that's because I always have that voice too. It's like, Oh, what if, what if, but the more you can get past that and the more you can just go experience things, the more you can bestow upon other people too. And the better teacher you can be and the better mentor you can be and the better father, brother, sister, whatever, like, you know, whatever person you can be to the people in your life. And so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, speaking of experiences, about fatherhood, man. I mean, you have two, you know, amazing children, both boys, correct? And how has being a father impacted your life? You know, I remember when I was at work and my first child was unplanned and and Katie rang me and I was at work um, just about to get smoker. I don't know if you have that in America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, she rang me and... Um, she said, Hey, I've just taken like three pregnancy tests and they're all positive. I'm pregnant. And I was like, Whoa, just instant emotion. Like, Whoa, this is huge. And then the mind starts racing. Yeah. What does it mean? <laughs> and, um, and I remember like in that, that moment and the, and the, the coming days after that was just like, okay, you need to get your shit together. I think this is like a, a biological, natural thing of like, okay, nesting, you need to pick up your act. And and what the initial thing that it did for me was just like, get your shit together. You need to be a, become a better person. You're going to be a dad now, you know, start to get more money, like you get a second job, do this and do this. And that's really like I was already in the fitness space and already improving, but really and like I, I instantly felt an energy of like, all right, time to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually became aware about two months ago that I was I had still had that energy for like five years from that moment. Yeah. Um, and and then you know going through that process of, with my wife and, and and feeling that love for her and then that journey and my first son being born and man all all the cliches are true and once again you don't know them until you experience them. And the cliches of, you know, it's the hardest thing, but it's the best thing. Um, I found it all true. And, and you know, my my boys, um, man, they were just growth partners. They, they, um, they're my biggest teachers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing work with parents now and it's um, intentional and, that I'm helping the the former version of myself that was struggling the most, which is true for parents with um, young kids and it's true for the youth. And there was some moments where I've been tested and, and, and they, they enlighten me if I choose to see it that way. They, they shine light on where I can level up, you know, you know, 
you know, I've had moments that I'm, that I'm really not proud of and of, you know, snapping at my children. I've, you know, physically at times, you know, physically, I remember one moment, man, and, you know, I, I just put my eldest son into, he moved into a big boy bed, like out of his cot because my second son was coming and mm-hmm. he wasn't sleeping. And it was like, you know, one or two in the morning, I had a big day the next day and he just wouldn't go to sleep. He just played around on his new bed. And I walked in there for like the fifth, sixth, seventh time and I grabbed him by the neck and I threw him onto the bed and I was just like, lay down and go to sleep. And man, I'm feeling it now. And it just the remorse just hit me and I walked out and I was like, what the hell where did that come from and i began like tearing up like oh man i'm a monster like what was that who am i and it was very easy for me to judge myself and there'd been times leading up to that where you know i'd snap and um and you know i i chose not to go into it like i it was that shadow aspect of like oh there's a part of me that i don't like and i didn't go into it and then after this moment man i was just like there's something here that i need i really need to look at and um that began me on the really going deep into my own childhood trauma and what I experienced as a child and allow myself to feel that and, and take the lessons from that and unpack it, man. And, you know, keep leveling up, keep enlightening myself. And, and now, um, I get, I'm blessed to have a relationship with it, with them where we, we just, um, we're all on this path together, as Ramdas would say. We're all walking yeah. each other home, man. We're just yeah. in it together. And, um, you know, I try to have relinquished a lot of the authoritarian, you know, you need to listen to me that I that I experienced and that I was taught into like, hey, we're all one. We're all one here. We're all in this together. Yeah, I'm further down the journey for you. But, man, you, you know some stuff. Like, mm-hmm. as a fan, you're, you know some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're teaching me just as much as um, that I'm teaching you. And I know that's a cliche, but to really know that and experience that is is powerful and and um and me be able to hold space for them man they're they're currently grieving they're, they're grieving the, the 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 separation of their parents and it's hurting them you know they're going through a lot of anger and sadness and denial now and and you know that that what i get to do now is <clears throat> is hold space for them just like i hold for my my own inner child and um i sit with them for maybe an hour or two hours and allow them to <clears throat> allow them to get the anger out allow them to cry and i just hold that open posture and i just sit with them mm-hmm. i just i just be there for them and i just hug them and i love them just like i do for my own inner child and and um any emotion felt all the way through is bliss so at the end of that it's just love man it's just yeah. love it's all love you know it's all that's love, you know it's funny you talk about that because paul talks about that a lot how you know he never thought he was going to have another kid. You know, his kid is like, like 40 something, I think at this point. And, um, cause I think he had his kid at 18, I'm pretty sure. But he recently, you know, had a, had two children, uh, Mana being the first one. And he talks about that a lot, how he's just always just blown away by how much Mana teaches him. And, you know, to hear someone like Paul say that, which like, you know, I don't think I'll ever meet someone who's read as many books and done as much stuff as Paul. So to hear him say that, there's definitely something there, you know, 110%. And, you know, watching my brother, you know, have his kids too, you know, I, I just, I knew that at a level that, you know, really, I can't even really put in the words, but it's just, like you said, it's just a certain feeling. It's like a primal feeling that you know. And, you know, I really resonated with your coaching practice, Evolve Holistic Coaching. And, you know, we've been talking about how, 
you know, now you're a parent, you're able to help other parents. Can you tell us about, you know, what it is and what led you to develop the program and focus on helping parents heal their trauma and change their self-limiting beliefs? Yeah, so the times after I put my keys back in the pocket and left that truck, that day I spent reaching out to um, a number of people to connect with them to do holistic lifestyle coaching with. And, mm -hmm. you know, I began doing some talks. It was around the same time I did HLC1 and HLC2. Mm -hmm. And I began doing some talks. And what I really noticed is that um, it was getting really well received by um, young women and a lot of moms with young kids. So then um, I did some talks directly to them and they were just like, yeah, you're speaking my language like this shit's hard and no one's helping us. Like mm -hmm. we like, so I was doing like, I guess you'd say a lot of like four doctor talks for moms mm -hmm. to be able to um, fill up their cup so they can um, look after their children as best they can. And, and um, then as it evolved itself, um, began moving into like relationships and having conversations like this. And, and what I really noticed for me was that, it was all well and good. It was really helpful to do those talks and to really, I was, you know, working with people and helping them set up meditation and journaling. And, and there became a point in my journey. And when I noticed this with others, the, the people that I was working with was that you hit a block whereby there's stories there and there's traumas there and there's wounds there that uh, if they're not resolved, it doesn't matter how many times they say that they're going to do something or you tell, give them advice, there's something underlying. There's a root cause there. Mm -hmm. So as I unpack that um, with myself, as I said, through the inner work and TCS and all this stuff that I was doing, I'm like, this is it, man. Like this is, and for me, I've always like, what's the highest leverage point? What, like, what's the, what's the real underlying thing here? Let's just get straight to that. Like, let's, what's the, the deepest thing? What's the root cause here? Let's go for that. And, um, so yeah, I, I began doing that and, you know, once again, met Mark at the right time. Like I, um, I was doing some cooking and for some, I don't really get <clears throat> notifications on my phone on Instagram, but for some reason this time I got a, a notification. It's like Mark England just went live. I'm like, okay, I don't, that was weird. I don't usually get notifications. <laughs> I'm like, I have some space. I'm just doing some cooking. I'll go on. And as soon as I went on, I instantly knew that he was going to, he was going to invite me on. And I'm, I was like, okay, better get ready. And he was going to start talking. He's like, well, I was meant to talk to this guy today, but he's not able to do it. So I'm just going to pick someone randomly to, um, to come on here. And I'm like, yeah, this is me. And I was like, put, put water on my face. And he, and he, yeah, he said like, Sean, you want to come on? I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do it. <laughs> well, I had a, a chat to him and I began like sort of interviewing him and he's like, dude, you need to have your own podcast. <laughs> like, I and then, uh, and then he gave me access to the, um, the Enlifter program. And then he invited me on the cert. Like that's how I found him. It was, you know, always at the perfect time. And at that time I was looking for a system where I could best serve parents. And, and for me, it's now what I, we do It's the four step process. And, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I've, been doing this with parents and man the results are like nothing short of incredible like they're just like i'm in disbelief like some of them are like i've been to therapy for years i've been doing this for years and like we do four sessions and they're like i'm in total disbelief of how this is working and i'm like this is the thing man it feels really right to be able to to work them through this stuff and to guide them and then also have the the tools off the side of that to 
to support them ongoingly. So um, I, I know how important it is to do the inner work and that the inner work is the thing to help other people. You know, if you want to help your children, start by healing yourself, start yeah. by helping yourself. And that was true for me and the parents and they, they're, they're understanding that and they're doing that. And, and really, you know, this is how I feel like I can have such huge impact is through these two demographics that I'm doing. They feel right to me. And, you know, it's just, uh, it is the, um, the ripple effect, man. You know, you help yeah. the parents, you help the kids, yep. um, the kids, you know, just pass it down. Like I, I know that there's a lot of passed on programming where generations after generation, they just repeat the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that gets to be broken if the people choose to break it, if they choose to break that family line and begin to parent consciously, um, consciously choosing the way that they want to behave. So yeah, man, I love this shit. I love it. And, um, I enjoy, you know, the connection with parents. I enjoy the connection and, um, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it feels really, really beautiful. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, you know, when I first learned the story work model through and lifted and, you know, met Mark one-on-one, it just immediately, the second he brought me onto that discovery call, I knew right away, I was like, whoa, this is gonna, this is gonna really unravel some shit. Because like I said, you know, to you earlier, you know, after my dad passed, you know, I kind of just sucked it up and kind of got over it, you know, so I thought and uh, muscled through it. And, you know, there was always that voice like, hey, man, this is going to this is going to unravel at some point. You know, you're going to have to let it unravel. And it just kept shut up, shut up, shut up. And, uh, you know, it it just led to a lot of really anxious times in my life that, you know, I always knew there was going to be something that gave basically like something's got to give. It's like a dam. If you keep filling it and, you know, the stress fractures keep happening, it's going to break. but it wasn't until story work that I was really able to unpack it myself for myself. And just like Paul says, I, we all, you know, you have to focus on the I first and then the we and then the all, you know. And I really like what you said about when you were working specifically with women too, mothers, because, you know, you know, they notoriously get stuck into roles where they have to, you know, put so much out. And, you know, just watching what my mother's gone through and other mothers I know, I mean, you know, they're badasses, man. And, you know, not having a place to feel like they are able to fill their own cup, you know, is just, it's, it's going to create a wealth of issues down the line. Um, obviously impacting the children the most because, you know, children need their mothers just as much as they need their fathers, but, you know, mothers have a very special role. And so to be able to help mothers one-on-one like that and, you know, fathers as well, that's awesome work, man. And it's, you know, I really can't think of another, a better way to impact the future because the children and the youth are the future. And how do you impact the youth? You impact their parents, you know, and of course you impact them too, but you know, they lead by example, you know, and what better example to give than how to live right as a parent, you know? So with all the craziness that has taken place in 2020, it's easy for people to immediately assume that these things such as COVID are quote unquote bad. So what have been some of the most positive things you experienced during this time period? First of all, it's, we keep coming back to it, but it's just for me what it is, the power of the inner work and going within. And it was really, 
initially when this hit, I'm like, okay, you know, I can, I've got so much things I can help people with and they're struggling. And, and, um, I, I did that for a few days and weeks. I'm like, yeah. And then I really knew that, okay, there's still things here for me that I, that I want to work on. So let me go, let me go within. And I spent that time in the Caribbean. I spent two months by myself. And, um, so I see for, for myself and for other people, it's taking time for yourself. Like the, the blessing in this is if you have the space, cre or cre create the space for yourself to be able to go within, to be able to go within, look at these parts and how you can fill up your cup and, and take stock, take stock of what, what has been working, what hasn't been working. Most people, and this was true for myself, rarely take time just to stop and reflect and be in the present moment and trying to get somewhere. Okay, where am I right now? How are my relationships? How, how am I as a parent? How's my health? You know, what are the finances look like? You know, how, where appreciate where I've got to. Wow, let's just stop and just take a moment to see how far I've come. Let's enjoy where I am. Okay, and let's really be intentional with where we're going, where I'm going. So that reflection um, is a is a beautiful gift that um, I think can be a blessing through this time, depending on people's situations, um, and really appreciate what you've got. I know some people are doing it tough, and being able to really appreciate the simple things, like for myself, like I I just got some food, and mm -hmm. for some days there when I was in the caravan, I would just be two eggs and some sauerkraut and maybe a handful of spinach that I'd eat. And man, like I'd stop instead of eating four <laughs> meals a day and just picking it down unconsciously. That was a process, man, of cooking that and appreciate it and smelling it and tasting it and just yeah. like being with that appreciate it. and and then being in nature, like, whoa, like look at this beautiful world we get to live in. I appreciate the the stars that I see and the sun on my skin, the air that I breathe and these horses that are here and mm -hmm just really taking time to stop and appreciate it. You know, this is a, for me, it could be a sign of a lot of the things that we're not doing, that we're doing aren't working mm -hmm. in an individual level and as a whole. If we stop and reflect and appreciate all that we have and go from there, go from a set of I'm lacking money. I need more of it. Creating from the frequency of look at the money that's coming in. Like I appreciate all that is coming in and, and then I like more yeah. instead of all oh, my body's like this. I look like this. Appreciate all the things you, your body can do and go from there. Appreciate your relationships. Appreciate your children. Appreciate your health. Just taking some time, man, taking some time to be in the now. Yeah. I think it's powerful. You know, I agree. I was asked that question recently and I said awareness, you know, the ability to become more aware. And that's really what this time period has given me. And, you know, it's funny, you mentioned right there, like focusing kind of like a perspective on what's going right, you know, and, you know, I've talked a little bit about my neck tension before. And it's funny because, you know, Paul Check just released an episode uh, with this guy, Gary, I forget his last name, um, but he's the um, owner and operator of PT Enhance, so uh, that company that, you know, trainers can build programs through. 
And he was talking about how he's gone through like 16 surgeries, tons of physical pain, right? So lessons from the pain teacher. And, you know, he was talking about this thing and it was an aha moment for me. And he was talking about, yeah, you know, I used to wake up and always wonder why I was in pain, but I would wake up and immediately go, where's the pain? Like, is the pain still there? And he's like, and it was so funny because I'm like, man, I do that, you know? And so his, his like uh, remediation for that was now he wakes up and goes, what feels good? You know, so like, oh, okay, like my, my arms feel great. All right, my shoulders feel good. Like, and before you know it, there's, you know, 100 to 1 in terms of what feels good and what might feel bad, you know? And again, bad is what even is bad, technically, right? It's just a lesson that your body's trying to teach you that you might not be responding to or listening to or being aware of. And it's funny that you mentioned, you know, when you were hanging out with the horses and just really getting to really taste that food and just enjoy it. Um, because I remember the first time I ever did magic mushrooms and did psilocybin, you know, that was the immediate feeling I got. It was just this conversation and dialogue with my inner self that was just like, it was just laughing at me, but in a loving way and just being like, man, like you guys are just so busy all the time. You never stop and just realize the magic that you're living in. And it was so funny because I remember my girlfriend and I, you know, one experience we were having, we were quiet for a while. We were like meditating and just out there. And all of a sudden I just said, you know, why don't like on Friday nights when we're out of work and like all our obligations are done, why is the first thing we do not to just lay on the grass and look at the stars and remember that we're just a rock hurtling through space and we have like the best 4K times a thousand show at our fingertips whenever we want, you know? <laughs> and so when you mentioned that, you know, I just thought of that again and it was just really funny. So as we get closer to the end here, I want to make sure people know where they can find you to connect and learn more about you and learn more about all the amazing work you're doing. What are the best places for people to find you and contact you? So you can head to Instagram and check out evolve.hc on Instagram, on my website, evolveholisticcoaching.com. Uh, that's where you can see what we're doing with the parents and also um, with the Youth Academy. You can go to the Youth Academy Instagram, youthacademy.com.au website and check out what we've got going on with the youth and just follow along. Drop, drop me a line. I, <laughs> I really value connecting with like-minded people. So send me a message and let's connect. Yeah. Let's chat. Hell yeah. That's the best part of life. I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, I always say the best part of my life is the people I get to share it with. And, you know, it's so important to make sure you have the right people around you because, you know, where attention goes, energy flows. And, you know, you want your energy to be in a good spot all the time. You know, that's coming back to that I, we all thing, you know. So, Sean, if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would you suggest that change be? Take some time right now to be still and to feel in what your intuition or what your body is telling you. It's likely that there's some fear somewhere or you're feeling a pull to go towards somewhere and there's some fear there. And if you stop, if you pay attention to the deeper, the higher part of yourself, that's always there and it's guiding you. It wants the best for you. It has some plans for you. If you listen to that and if you follow it, amazing things will happen. Check in with yourself. Honor that part. Listen to that part. And when you're ready, or even if you're not ready, take that action and move forward. 
See what happens. Go on the ride, go on the journey of life, see what beauty it brings. Yeah. I always say to people, you know, take the first step and the second step will appear like, you know, out of magic, you know, or seemingly out of magic. Ladies, gentlemen, Sean is an amazing wealth of info and positivity that you are not going to want to miss out on. He is dedicated to leaving the Garden of Earth greener than when he found it. And if you need help making your garden greener, do yourself a favor right now and hit Sean up. Sean, thank you so much for stopping by the Highly Optimized Podcast, my friend. And until next time, journey well. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a Z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.